0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from the Old Testament reading in Ezekiel 34. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. This is God's Word. You do not need to be an in depth scholar of the Scriptures to know that the image of a shepherd. Our God being a shepherd is very important throughout its pages. You likely already know our holy gospel for this morning that Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd, he says. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You know Psalm Twenty-three, which we didn't read, but we sang in the hymn just a moment ago. King David's words that call the Lord our shepherd, who makes us lie down in green pastures. You heard in our epistle as well, St. Peter, in writing his first letter, refers to Jesus as the shepherd and overseer of our souls you might not be as familiar with Ezekiel. But you need to know something about the history of God's people to understand why this image of a shepherd is so powerful. Because the task of a shepherd is ultimately to keep the sheep in the place where they are supposed to be. And the people of God are often not in that place where the Lord God wants them. The Lord God is a shepherd, Ezekiel says, who seeks out his flock, who seeks out his people. And in the case of Israel, in the time of Ezekiel, that was literally and physically true. The people of God were physically scattered throughout the ancient world. Though God had promised to bless them as his children, they failed to hold to his word. They failed to hold to his commands. They failed to hold to his promises. They chase after false gods. They treat one another with disrespect. And the result was that in two stages, they would be scattered. The northern tribes of Israel in the 8th century BC were scattered by the Assyrians. And you know what? They never really came back. It's part of the reason you have people of Hebrew ancestry scattered throughout the world because the Lord let them be scattered. And then two centuries later, it was the southern kingdom, the southern tribes of Israel, which were hauled off into Babylon. Some came back, many did not. So the Lord God is a shepherd who seeks out his people. And it says he brings them into pasture. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, Ezekiel writes the word of the Lord. I will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture. And on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. Where does the Lord God want his sheep? Where does the Lord God want his Israel? Where does the Lord God want you? His new Israel? He wants you. In the pastures where he feeds you. Well, what is that pasture? I didn't know this until... About a week ago. Do you guys remember how three years ago, Lutheran churches made a big deal of celebrating the Reformation 500 years? Reformation Day, October 31st, 2017, marked 500 years since Martin Luther famously nailed his 95 theses to the door of the castle church in Wittenberg. Well, obviously, Luther did a lot of things. That means we have a lot of famous 500th anniversaries to await in the next several years. I didn't realize this until a week ago, but today is one of those anniversaries. I don't know how well you're acquainted with the story of Martin Luther. Many of you, I'm sure, as confirmands, had to watch a movie on his life you know that one of the most dramatic moments of his life when he was made to stand before the emperor, Charles V, and was told that he must recant what he had written, revoke, take back what he had written in his writings. And it was at that moment that Luther legendarily and famously said, we're not quite sure on the exact words, but they're often told like this. I cannot and will not recant. Here I stand. I could do no other. God help me. Amen. Luther stood 500 years ago today before that emperor and refused to stand anywhere other than Holy Scripture. He told the emperor, told those who were examining him, that plain reason told him he could not stand on the thoughts and words of popes and councils because they so often contradicted themselves. At the end of the day, he could only stand... On God's Word. That was the pasture on which Luther stood. And that is the pasture in which you and I are called to stand today. And it's becoming harder and harder dear friends in Christ, to stand in that pasture. Jesus himself told us in our gospel that there are hired hands out there who masquerade as shepherds, but they really care nothing for the sheep. Voices that would lead us out of the pasture. And that they fail to protect us from The wolf who seeks to devour us. And you can guess who the wolf is. When we do not stand in the green pastures of God's word, we are vulnerable. We are open for Satan's attack. And I refrain from trying to cast the present times in which we live as somehow being different than other times in the past. It's easy to do that in light of everything that's happened, especially in the past year and the past several months in our nation. But it ought to be abundantly clear to you, dear Christians, that we are being pressed to no longer stand in the green pastures of God's word, but take our stand on so many other issues the world and the culture deem of importance. It's not that the issues which face our world are of no consequence. Many of them are. but we're more prone to plant ourselves in the areas that divide us from one another rather than being united in the Word of God, the clear testimony of Holy Scripture. We don't know how long we can stand Before the world publicly acknowledge, for example, that God has created us male and female. Proclaim that God has created and instituted marriage to be between a man and a woman. Be able to proclaim that happiness is not found in how much earthly wealth you accumulate for yourself be able to proclaim that your identity is found in the one who made you and redeemed you and not in any other victimized group of privilege that the world wants to throw upon us. Like Luther, dear friends, in Jesus, it's time for us as the church to stand, to stand in the pastures of God's word. The wolf is circling. The hired hands are trying to lead us astray. But thanks be to God, the Lord seeks out his sheep. He goes after them with his word. And really, that's what we as the church must be prepared to do. Because there are many, many among us who have walked away from the pasture, who are threatened, who are listening to the voices of hired hands. The Lord God goes after them with his word, with his promise. He goes after you. Because the Good Shepherd will go to any length possible to go after his sheep and bring them back into his pasture. What was he willing to do for Israel? What was he willing to do for you, dear Christian? Only to take on human flesh. To join it, humanity with divinity. And to lay down that life in death upon the cross and take it up again. The Lord God, the Son Jesus Christ went to the depths of hell, descended into hell for you to proclaim his victory over sin and death. And dear friends, in Jesus, that's the pasture on which we stand. That's where we are fed. That is where we sinful sheep, stubborn sheep come to be fed on the good news that all of our sins are forgiven and taken away. Our sin of standing in other pastures, our sin of running away from our shepherd, our sin of thinking, that something other than who we are in God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ could somehow be more important. My dear friends in Jesus, it is my great joy to tell you this morning and forever long as the Lord God gives us the ability to do so, to tell you That the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The Lord God seeks you out. He gathers you this morning into his green pasture to be fed with the truth that your sins are forgiven, eternal life is yours, and to bring you to feast. In the presence of your enemies from the Lord's table. To eat the Lord's body and drink the Lord's blood. The Lord God bless you. The shepherd bless you. As you continue to feed in the green pastures of his word. And as you are fed and nourished. This very day. Until the day when, by the grace of God alone, we feast in his eternal kingdom for all time. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.